Hey friends, welcome to the Axiom Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us and check out our episode. Um, this is a space where we post our, our Sunday sermons and occasionally we have discussions and conversations regarding life in this community and following Jesus. So thank you for listening and please engage us on our website axiomchurchaz.com or on any of our social medias. We'd love to hear from you. Take care. Hey everybody, welcome to the Axiom Midweek Podcast. It's just me, Micah, and we've got Gavin here. What's up guys? It's been a minute. I'm kind of excited to give this a go again. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we've been wanting to um, just create more space and capacity to, to have more of these conversations midweek. I think it's important um, just to take that step beyond just what we can accomplish on a Sunday and uh, just talk a little further about some stuff. And um, it's, it's that value of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And you guys should be doing it too, which means you guys can always engage this also. You can like hit us up with questions and thoughts and comments and you name it. Yep. Um, we're, we're big on questions. Email any questions you have to office at axiomchurchaz.com and we'll do our best to answer those questions here. and Or to send a question back. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. And uh, so... We thought a good way to um, kick back into the midweek uh, discussions would be just to talk a little deeper about the series that we're in. Um, so we are in the series on Leviticus. And so, yeah, I think I just question number one would be, how did Axiom end up doing a series on Leviticus? Leviticus. <laughs> I like to emphasize the us part. Um we, uh, well, the, the truth is, and I kind of alluded to this on Sunday, um, Eric, Pastor Eric, as we know, has a, uh, an affinity for the, the unusual. And so he'd been r- really wanting to press into Leviticus for a long time now. And I told him, hey, at some point this year, I'm going to give you the opportunity to put together a sermon series to frame it out, if you will. And... Uh, he he jumped on that the second he heard I was okay with it and I and I was because honestly like Leviticus is a good text. There's things that are there that are uniquely rich. Um, I've heard some people even talk about Leviticus from the standpoint of like, man, if I could only get one book in the Old Testament, like I don't know, like I personally wouldn't pick this, but I know like scholars who would say that would be the one they would pick because it it picks up so much of the value pieces that you end up getting in the New Testament, uh, and they're all emerging out of the oral, oral tradition that you know pre, or, uh, comes before Leviticus itself. But I like Leviticus because of what it says about the arc of the story of God. Because it, well, I'm, I feel like I'm getting way ahead of us, but <clears throat> no, I mean, I think that's a good place to start. Like, how do you? Because obviously the the subtitle for the series is is an ancient ancient rituals for a modern context like so we're kind of trying to see this an ancient um, text through a modern lens yeah so what does that look like yeah so to give an analogy you know and and I'll, I'll start with the ancient and then we'll go to the modern but like 
I really think that God wanted a relationship with Israel, but Israel opted for something less than that. God wanted all of Israel to come up to the mountain and and be face to face with him, but they stayed down and worshiped. And so in a way, uh, Moses goes before them in a, in a prophetic sense, and then it's like a it's like a mountain climber. He he comes back down, but he leaves a rope from the top to the bottom. And Leviticus becomes this way of like climbing up, if you will, this way of gaining access, of getting to a restored relationship with God. And so there's there's grace in that because He's providing a way for them. But there's also grace in it because God is saying, "Hey, like, um, I'll I'll allow this if you want religion over me. I'll let you have that um, uh, for now." For now, and then in the so for us, we get like post Old Testament, right? And we get especially as like evangelicals, we we really don't think about our heritage or history in in, in that sense, and and so we miss out on some of the the um, wonderful elements that the law itself brings. The law points to Jesus; it really does. And if we can begin there, uh, we can we we can sort of sort through the, the the basics of life. And that's what actually, if you look at the Old Testament, all the key issues it's wrestling with are foundational uh, learning pieces for like people. And and then and then once you work through that you get to this Jesus figure and phew, the world opens up. So I don't know. Yeah, I've like I've heard perspectives um, that kind of speak to that God was working with humanity and always works with humanity in its humanity's context where it's at where humanity is at and if you it's hard for us to even imagine the ancient world Mm -hmm. and even some of the things that leviticus calls for needed to be called for because um it's hard to imagine how bad things were and god was like saying no like here are some Actually, like very material, practical yeah. things that will just a tick towards God's heart, yeah. close of human getting humanity closer to His heart. Which, you know, if we see it as a trajectory towards mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, eventually it gets to then, you know, when we can talk more about that. Um, but God was working with Israel exactly where they were at in a culture that was very ritualistic. So mm-hmm. every culture around them had their sacrificial um, rituals and their, their, their worldview of cleanliness and, yeah. and, and all that stuff. It, all, all of the ancient civilizations um, from really pre-Oxal periods all the way up into probably the first um, couple of centuries were very much bent towards initiation, uh, rites of passage, rituals, and uh, religion reflected that. And and really what that stuff is, is it's, think of it, like in today's context, we talk about the journey, you know, but like for them, the journey was a process of going through these sort of tears. And, and as you went through that, you had something you didn't have before. And, and so, in, in a way, we still have it, but we don't have it in any formal sense. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't hold before people a vision for, like, that kind of, like, intentional growth. There are spaces, you know. 
Um, but we tend to look at those type of things as kind of legalistic or formulaic um, or things like that. And all I think we're saying in the modern context is that that's not all bad. Like there is something good about this idea of ritual and um, meaning making that comes out of it and so on and so forth. And even some things that maybe seem harsh in our eyes and our um, a detachment from that their context was actually a huge grace and God um, again God working with with humans where they were at like how to treat you know oh it's a quantum leap how to treat the spoils of war and those kinds of things yeah. that we look at now and we're like that's so brutal and awful but yet um, it was actually a huge step forward at the time. Yeah, it gave them a, a place to begin because they they were lost. Literally, they were lost when they get Leviticus. And Moses says, okay, hold on. I'm going up to talk to the boss, and I'm coming back down, and we're not going to be lost anymore. And and, and, and and so it is a grace. And, and he gives them, like, every component, all the questions that he as a leader has been wrestling with and dealing with, now God is saying, here, give them this, and let this be the sort of foundation or the starting point for beginning to put together the pieces that fell apart way back when. And so that's, again, why the, the whole story itself is in a story of its own, because God's putting back the bigger story, not just helping them put together their their lostness. And, and so you read Leviticus from that lens, and you see Jesus, because... Jesus gives us a, a, a roadmap of sorts. He gives us a way, a truth, and a life, right? He gives us his teachings. And, and he even picks up some of the, the, the like the Moses' law. Um, in when the he New Testament. kind of changes it and reframes it. Yeah, well, he has to. Um, because, again, we're working towards... Restoration, and it's like, it's like you don't like if you're if you're going through a. I don't, I'm trying to think of a good analogy here, but let's say you're in a master's program. You know, well, that master's program actually started when you were in kindergarten. You know, and each year, right, the, the, you built upon your understanding until finally you saw it in a way that was new and different and big, and you had liberty in it and freedom in it because you understood it from a rudimental and fundamental level. And so we get to Jesus, and it's like getting to the graduating class, and it's like, oh my gosh, like Jesus is taking this whole thing, and he he clearly has the freedom that Moses didn't have. He could speak to these things in a way that like just was, was plain, and yet somehow... Um, uh, all-encompassing, you know, so. Yeah, I think that's the question maybe that comes up a lot as we're going through this series is, and we've even stated a few times, we're trying to see Jesus in it and um, maybe talk a little more about how how is Leviticus relevant to us following Jesus now? Yeah. I think a few ways. Um, I think it provides for us a really good resource for understanding some, some of our sort of do's and don'ts parts of our faith. 
And we're all wrestling with ethical issues. We're all wrestling with moral issues. We're all wrestling with spiritual issues. And when you when you look when you think about each of those sort of categories, you can go to Leviticus and begin to see what Moses and God was trying to help the people uh, care about. So you can, and I'm not, I don't mean getting into the prescriptive element, but if you get into the descriptive elements of Leviticus, so take the topic of cleanliness. You know, it's like. I want, like, I want, like, there's so many things that have the potential to defile me or to harm me or to hurt me, and, and I'm, I'm gaining an awareness in that now, right? And so then fast forward to, like, okay, so with Jesus, like, there is actually still a lot of things that can get in, that can snag my relationship with other people and with Christ, and what does it look like for me to have a purity of sense, if you will, a, a posture of purity that allows me to uh, be better established and better connected. And so I, I do think there are ties. Uh, obviously, there's the like most evident ones, like we talked about this last weekend, you know, uh, Leviticus is teaching us what to let go of, yeah. and Jesus is doing the same thing. Yeah, what do we say to, because there is obviously something pretty that can be pretty triggering about Leviticus too. And there's a danger also in, um, we see in some church cultures who go very literal and legalistic about Leviticus and they're, you know, they would advocate that they know this applies to us now. And these are, these are, this is the law, you know? And, uh, obviously I think, I think we're not saying that's our heart. Our heart is to, Again, interpret it through Jesus, and Jesus gives us a new way, a better way than yeah. Leviticus. Yeah. Yeah. There's a personality type that wants to lean towards the, the, the legal component of our relationship. Um, but again, if we take a, a narrative approach, and uh, that doesn't do away with the, the legal components, but if we take a narrative approach, what we see is... Again, as, as you said earlier, that there's this grace in giving the people direction and giving people something to begin to walk on and build on. And in the same way that they got that, given where they were in human history, we've now received that as well. But what we've received is once and for all. And it's a grace. It's a grace again. And so I would just say, like, you don't understand grace if you want to make this all about the rules. And again, it doesn't. We're not saying the rules are bad. The rules are freedom. Uh, but we need to understand the rules themselves as the grace. You know, so Sermon on the Mount. You know, um, and Jesus' teachings and his following his commands, and like he's the new I am your God. And so he's telling us, like, like listen, those who listen to these build their house. On a solid foundation. Well, that's what the law was. It was a it was a foundation for them to build their house on. And Jesus goes, "Hey, that's what my gospel is. That's what my my this good news is. And I'm actually the fulfillment of these things. And he he takes it to us to, in a way that it's accessible to everyone. Or in, in the legal sense, it was only accessible to uh, to Jews. Yeah, that's cool. I, I think the um, the invitation I've sensed as we've been going through this has been to, um, yeah, to really, like, dive deeper and, and just further into 
the Sermon on the Mount, which I think we we could attribute that to being somewhat of like the laws of Jesus in a way hmm. that's, you know, at least the most um, content that we have from Jesus on instruction and how to live our lives and orient our lives. And it's, there's an invitation there, I think, as we talk about having this kind of devotion to, to, to a way um, that I think the invitation would be to just really take Jesus's instructions seriously. Well, absolutely, and and I think to not also not miss how big this is because, again, God's law to Israel was for was for Israel, and Jesus then opens the door for everyone. Yeah, and that's what the New Testament begins to work out is how what does it look like for this good news to be accessible to everybody? Like, holy cow, you don't have to go through the law rituals in the same way that you did, right? And and because this is for Gentiles also. And it's like, oh my God. Like Jesus is opening the whole thing up now. And and that's massive and it's beautiful. Which John kind of John stated this in the first week, which I really appreciated, was pointing out that, you know, Leviticus is really concerned about the temple, the holy place. Um, and then now, in G- through Jesus, it's reframed as now we are the temples. And so we're now treating ourselves as the dwelling places of God. Yeah, we are, yeah, which again is the, is, that's kind of the universal, like, how do I say this? God's always been from the beginning interested in saving the whole thing, all of it. And what Jesus makes possible is for us to begin to put that, put that together. And we now look at our bodies and our mind and our spirit and our social dimension and creation and all of it as this redemptive piece. It's like, dang, it's, it's all part of God's plan. It's all a sanctuary if we allow it. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so we can just easily examine our own lives and go, okay, well, which parts of my lives entertain the presence of God? Do I see God here? Do I see God here? Um, and, and then you'll know, you know, and, and that's where I think Jesus is constantly saying, okay, well, let's go further. Let's go deeper. That's cool. Yeah, and so we have um, one more week of this series. That's right. Eric's going to... Gonna wrap it up. Gonna wrap it up on atonement. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> oh man, guys, good. Be be really hard on them. Let's don't don't let them have this one easily. You know, <laughs> uh, there's just too many landmines and questions, and uh, it'll be fun to see how he handles it. I do like that about our community, though, that there is a there is actually a grace in uh, letting people you know wrestle with things uniquely and land in different places at times. So you guys get to be the judge this weekend on how Eric does, and go ahead and. Uh, sacrifice them if you want or, or let them off easy. Uh, but we're going to wrap that up and then we're going into Advent mm-hmm. and we're doing a resonant with that. Um, yeah, yeah. We're our, getting into Advent. My our favorite. creatives are all getting going. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, one of my favorite times of the year. Um, we follow um, 
the church calendar annually and Advent is actually the beginning start of the year for us. Yeah, Happy New Year. So this Sunday is actually, um, it's on the church calendar, it's, it's the Reign of Christ Sunday. So it's kind of the final Sunday of the year, yeah. um, just acknowledging the supremacy of Christ. And then the whole calendar resets and starts over with Advent which is a season of longing and waiting and anticipation. Advent's going to be a really sweet season of um, both simplicity. Well, I'll just gonna say, which to tie that back to Moses and Leviticus real quick, right? Jesus comes down the mountain yeah. in a way that we can all interpret and understand. Yeah, so totally. He is Leviticus. Yeah, yeah so December 3rd, um, we'll have the first Sunday of Advent that morning, and then that night we'll have... Um, a contemplative liturgy that we put together around the theme of Advent to help us just enter into that season well, and that'll carry us through yeah. in, through Christmas Eve. And then back into Acts, and then we've got some really fun series we're working on right now that we're just kind of playing with. I'm, I don't want to say too much about them, but I, I'm looking forward to them. My goodness. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Yep. Take care. Take care.